0: Bernie Radio, 103.9 FM, just after 9 o'clock. Good morning. Coming up at 9.30 is Building, Texas, with Justin McKenzie. But thank you for making your appointment to hear this inspiring show, God and Our Dogs, with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com, and this is Bernie Radio. I'm Clint Buck
1: and I'm Mary Adair.
0: At Branscombe Law, our clients come first. Our talented and dedicated lawyers and staff take pride in offering solid legal solutions to individuals and their businesses.
1: Our attorneys focus on a variety of legal practice areas, including litigation, real estate, water law, employment, energy, corporate formation, and estate planning.
0: Our team is ready to serve you and your legal needs. Visit us at BranscomLaw.com for more information. Discover a new perspective. God and Our Dogs. God and Our Welcome
1: to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at godandourdogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer.
2: Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and our dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show leave us with a deeper understanding of Christ's love for us, our value to him, God's purpose for our lives, and belonging to his family. Our own dog stories even come to mind, revealing aha moments and help us apply scripture to everyday life with our dogs and with God. Go to GodInOurDogs.com and sign up for insider news so you can catch all the updates. Click follow on the God and Our Dogs pages on social media. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube. Thanks to our hosts, Tuscaloosa Brewing Company, on Bernie's Historic Main Street, a great place to enjoy family, food, and Tusculum craft brew. Tusculum Brewing welcomes our dogs, too. Our guest today is Jocelyn Mitchell, the 13-year-old author of The Book of Ellie and The Book of Piper. Books about Jocelyn's pug, Ellie, and golden retriever, Piper. Welcome, Jocelyn. We're so happy to have you on the show today. Hello. Thank y'all for having me. Yeah, it's great. Well, I can't wait to learn
0: about Ellie. Tell me how Ellie joined your family. So we got Ellie in 2019. I would have been nine at the time. And we went and we saw all the puppies and Ellie just kept, you know, coming over to us and Wanting to be in our laps and get kind of jealous if any of the other dogs were around us. So we kind of just felt like she was the right puppy to pick. So we got her and took her home. She was your dog. She let you know.
1: Yes. <laughs> Isn't that cool?
2: Well, tell me about how Ellie grew into a dog.
0: Was she predictable in being a pug, or was she full of surprises? Ellie was very unpredictable. We had two other pugs previous to her, and she does not act anything like them. She is a ball of energy, which most pugs are very lazy. They like to sleep, but Ellie is absolutely crazy, kind of has a mind of her own. She can, you know, be a little stubborn sometimes, and she gets herself into situations, but... Mm -hmm. Well, what kind of situations does Ellie get into? Well, for example, there was one time that I think about a year after we got her, we were at the door because we heard something at the door and it was a cat and it was like scratching at our door and we were trying to like figure out whose cat it was. And while we had the door open, we didn't realize Ellie was right behind us and she ran right out the door. And it was probably 9 or 10 o'clock at night. Oh, no. And me and my mom were home alone, and we're in our pajamas without shoes on, and it's raining outside. Of course. And <laughs> she just goes bolting after this cat down the street, and we're running after her for, you know, probably a couple blocks. Um, And this cat finally hits a dead end at a fence, and it jumps the fence. And Ellie, you know, she can't jump the fence. She's not very athletic. But <laughs> she gets stuck. We finally take her home. But, you know, even though we were kind of mad later we weren't like we were just more relieved than that we had her back with us and that she wasn't like didn't get hit by a car or something or get lost or mm-hmm. you know it was like that moment of relief like oh my gosh i'm so glad you're okay but and yeah. i think that's like how god is with us like even though we kind of stray away from him sometimes every time we come back he's just happy that we're back with him instead of being you know mad that we left in the first place
2: yeah i think that's a very good insight, Jocelyn, that, you know, Christ came to be in the earth, at the, in the earth, or on the earth, I should say, <laughs> in order to to show us mercy and forgiveness. So that's what you and your mom did that yeah. very evening, didn't it? So how in the world do you train a dog like, like Ellie?
0: Well, Ellie has been very, very difficult to train. <laughs> She's definitely not super trained she kind of has a mind of her own but she's very food motivated so that does make things a little easier sometimes to get her to come to us or you know sit down or something Mm -hmm. yeah she's been a little little hard (laughs) yeah
2: so have you learned
0: anything about uh, yourself
2: and learning how to kind of train I won't say train her since you said she's kind of trained
0: yeah definitely (laughs) I've learned you know a lot more about having patience with her and you know overlooking the fact that she's a little bit stubborn sometimes and still working with her and, yeah, mostly just patience. It's been really good for that. Yeah, yeah. Has that affected how you interact with other people? Definitely. Having a dog as stubborn as Ellie has definitely made me a lot more patient when it comes to my endeavors with other people and not just dogs. Mm -hmm. We
2: sure can learn a a lot about ourselves from our dogs too, can't we? Yes, definitely. Have you had any other insights about uh, living with a dog as a
0: result of having Ellie? I think living with a dog is really great because, you know, it's kind of a mutually beneficial relationship. You get to spend time with your dog and they get to spend time with you. And, you know, it's just really good to have one. And, you know, it teaches you a lot about love and patience because, you know, dogs... They don't have minds like humans do so when they Mm -hmm. mess up they don't really realize that they're messing up or you know have a conscience like that Mm -hmm. gives you
2: an opportunity to give them a little direction yeah yeah that's cool so even though ellie is kind of rambunctious has she ever comforted you
0: yes definitely i remember there was one time like after we first caught her i was i think like making a cake for my dad's birthday And I was, like, really mad because I think I, like, burnt the cake or, like, wouldn't come out or something. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my cake's ruined. And I was, like, sitting on my couch and I was really sad. And then she kind of came over and, like, sat in my lap and, you know, made me feel better. Because I think dogs kind of have a sense of when you're not feeling your best and always Mm want to try to make you feel better if they can. Yeah.
2: So what do you think we can learn about God from being comforted by our dogs?
0: Well, I think that we can learn that, you know, God always wants to be there for us and comfort us. And, you know, even though we might be a little upset that he'll always be there for us, and we can go to him. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: that's reassuring, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. Just having that picture of God just right in your home with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's not a perfect picture. None of us are perfect, no, but, but you know what I mean? Not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, I want to know how you decided
0: to write a book about Ellie. Well, you know, we could obviously see from the beginning that Ellie was not a normal dog. She's very stubborn, very, but that also makes her very funny at the same time. She's, Mm -hmm. even though she's stubborn and has a mind of her own, it makes her do funny things. And she definitely has a personality. And I saw that and I would do this little, like, voice in what i thought was going on in her head just around my family or my friends and a lot of people were like hey that's kind of funny like i think that would make a really cute children's book and we didn't think much of it at the time but my parents were like you know why don't you just write it down in a notebook like you never know what might happen and eventually i had all these things written down in this notebook that I was like, wow, I think I could like really make a book out of this. And my parents helped me. My mom helped me illustrate it. And she's a graphic designer. So she was able to lay it all out. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of which, we have a special treat because your mom, Alicia, is here too. Alicia
2: told you got to illustrate. How did you get inspired to help Jocelyn in this project?
1: Well, I also have observed Ellie's funny behavior, Uh-huh. and I've been fortunate to snap pictures of her different facial expressions. And so when I knew we were going to do a book, I started collecting those and printing those out as inspiration and then just started a hand drawing, trying to capture that in cartoon form. Uh, so it just kind of went from
2: there. Yeah. What's it like to work on a mother-daughter project? I think we
1: support each other most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes it's, it she'll get on me about deadlines, or I'll you know tell her I need this or that. And well, stuff. that's interesting. You both kind of
2: coach each other along. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's fun. Well, so you also have a new book called The Book of Piper. So who is Piper?
0: Piper is our other dog. We got her about two years ago when Ellie was two and she is a golden retriever lab mix and she is just like total opposite of Ellie the sweetest dog you know she always wants to please because golden retrievers are like that and Uh they're just happy and come up with you with their smile and their wagging tail and she's a really really great dog well that's so cool well we're looking forward to hearing some stories about Piper
2: and as well as maybe how Ellie interacted with piper (laughs) yeah i bet there's some good stories there too but before we do that i want to tell you and our listeners today about our sponsor Branscomb law clients come first at Branscomb law i've known their talented dedicated lawyers for years they offer solid legal solutions to individuals and businesses for real estate water law corporate formation estate planning, and more. With offices in San Antonio, Austin, and Corpus Christi, their team is ready to serve your legal needs. Find your lawyer at BranscomLaw.com. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscom Law, the Rivers team with Phyllis Browning, Tuscaloosa Brewing Company, and the Kendall County Abstract. Because of them, we have wonderful website, gottenourdogs.com, including my blog, and the sign-up for a weekly thought to ponder with stories based on my dogs on the Want to Treat page. You can also listen to those thoughts to ponder Thursday mornings at 745 and 845 on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM or the Bernie Radio app. Check out the show webpage for our newsletters, updates, and resources. That's Godandourdogs.com for lots of treats.
1: Discover a new perspective.
2: God and our dogs. This is Sherry Spear, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is 13-year-old Jocelyn Mitchell, author of the book of Ellie. And the book of Piper, along with her mom, Alicia Mitchell, the book's illustrator. Before the break, Jocelyn told us about family pug Ellie and Ellie's adventures and misadventures that are included in the book, as well as telling us a little bit about Piper. Well, I can't wait, Jocelyn, to hear more about Piper. So, what's her
0: personality like? She is, you know, what you imagine just a golden retriever to be she's very sweet very bright happy all the time you know wants to please that's all she wants to do is make anyone who she encounters just happy and she's very gentle and very kind Mm -hmm. so how does ellie get along with piper So that's actually what we wrote the book about, was because at first, Ellie, you know, she used to be in The Princess, the only dog in the house, and we got Piper, and she was like, whoa, what is this dog doing in my house? (laughs) Like, what in the world? I do not want to share all my stuff with her. And so it took some adjusting. They didn't get, I mean, Piper got along with Ellie, but Ellie didn't very much get along with her at first Mm -hmm. but she's kind of grown and gotten used to having her around and you know I think deep down she actually really likes having her and you know they have fun together and keep each other company
2: yeah maybe they bring out the best in each other
0: yeah I think so yeah what I wonder
2: what that means for us and our friends and um, being a part of Christ's body
0: yeah yeah I think having fellowship with other people whether that be friends or family it's really important because they keep you accountable and you know they're there for you and it's just nice to be able to have that interaction mm-hmm. then there's mm-hmm. yeah so
2: did you have to train piper a lot or was she a little more cooperative oh she was
0: definitely a lot easier to train she's very eager to please so mm-hmm. that made it a lot easier yeah goldens LA. are like that aren't yeah, I think. yeah. Mm-hmm. well that's kind of an interesting
2: Uh, difference, uh, because we're all different, right? Yeah, God made us all different. So how can we learn how to reconcile that? What do you think having them together has taught you about how you can bring out the best in one another?
0: Yeah, well, even though they're very different personalities, Piper, I think she kind of keeps Ellie in check. And, you know, Ellie keeps Piper on her toes and, you know, keeps her from getting too spoiled, I think. And yeah, I think they're really great for each other and bring out the best in each other. Yeah,
2: yeah. So how can we work, do you think, with Jesus to bring out the best in ourselves and with other people too?
0: Well, I think always trying to stay patient and kind with others, just like we do with our dogs, and knowing Mm -hmm. that even though everyone has their differences and, you know, everyone might have a distinct personality, be kind as you can to everyone because even though both of my dogs are polar opposites you know I love them both very much and can't imagine living without them so.
2: Yeah isn't that neat how's it how there's enough love in your heart for two dogs that are both so different. Yeah
0: definitely. Yeah that's
2: so cool. Well so what are some interesting stories that you have in in your second book about Piper?
0: Yeah so Piper she's a very good dog and is eager to listen to anything that anyone has to say so I kind of made up this thing about Ellie that you know she's trying to get Piper in trouble and she's I like, wondered about that yeah yeah <laughs> and you know I can't say that this is what was going on in her head because I just that's what I think but I think she did probably try to get her in trouble for a couple times and she's like hey, Piper, look at this mud. Like, don't you want to come roll around in it and everything? But all these plans that Ellie has to try to get her in trouble just end up backfiring on herself. Oh, no. So <laughs>
2: what happens when the plans, so-called plans, backfire?
0: Yeah. Well, for example, there's this one part where Ellie wants Piper. Piper's like, hey, Ellie, you know, where do I go to the bathroom at? And Ellie's, like, about to be like, oh, you? it's outside. Like, tell, you know, our owners to take you outside. And then she's like oh, I can get you in trouble. It's just on the floor. Like, just pee on the floor. And Piper does and Ellie's like, ha, 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 and barking and, to get my attention. And then Piper runs away and then I come up and I see them and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Ellie, like, did you pee on the floor? I can't believe you. And then, you know, she gets in trouble for that. Oh, uh. so. gosh. Well, what do you what
2: do you think we can learn about tattling from those kinds of stories?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think it doesn't usually work out. Yeah. Um, it ends up kind of backfiring on the person that does it most of the time. Yeah.
2: It kind of goes against what you were talking about earlier with your patience and kindness. Yeah. And, you know, those are fruit of the Spirit. That's how God is and how he wants us to be, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's so cool. Well, Mom, Alicia, how do you work with a child? Let's say you're just talking to parents out there in general. How do you work with a child that has ideas like this come to fruition?
1: I think that each child is uniquely gifted by God. And when you start seeing those signs, especially when they're young and developing if you can do something to um, encourage that, I, I, I tried to do that with Jocelyn. And so I just, I know that each kid will have something that they're naturally gifted and talented at. And if you can just incorporate that into your schedule or maybe find a class where someone can teach them more about that subject that they're interested in, that yeah. will go really far.
2: Yeah, that's so true. How, how did you see Jocelyn's gifts come out early, how could, let's say somebody has a toddler, for example, what kinds of things did you see in her early that you could encourage?
1: So I would observe that when she would play, she would almost narrate story type things and make up these situations and stuff. So I feel like she was a strong communicator from the time she was little. Mm -hmm. And we did a lot of story time and lots of book reading. And I'm sure that definitely factored into her love of books. But yes, I, I think that she really enjoyed kind of telling that story or being on a stage, you know, even if it was just in dress up and play and, and kind of narrating that to a big audience. And I was her audience most of the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Yeah, I can definitely see that. Well, you know, it's it's such a great example of the way God creates all of us to work with him and his creation and to produce some kind
1: of product out of our gifts don't you think I do I agree and if you let God lead you and guide you in that mm-hmm. it's amazing what people can can do that and you know it's really fascinating with her being young and and being able to accomplish this yeah that's really great that's awesome well I have to
2: ask you too what are your favorite stories about Ellie
1: <laughs> well, like you'd see on the back of the book, that she gets these funny faces. And I, I like to imagine what's going on with her face, too. When we heard Jocelyn with her voice, it just fit. You know, it was a sassy, kind of smart-aleck voice. And so I, I kind of play along with it as well. We've all kind of come up with little ellie that <laughs> seem to suit her in the situation. And I don't know, we just have fun with it as a family. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. We're bonding. <laughs> what What are some ellie Well... For example, she doesn't come, and that's in the book as well. You know, you say, come here, Ellie, and she'll just look at you, or she'll just walk completely away. (laughs) She doesn't like to be outside, so if I say the word outside, I usually have to go find her in her pen because she's up there. She doesn't want to be outside. It's really funny at night when we say prayers. She's very food-motivated, like you mentioned, so she always gets a treat at night when she goes in her pen. So as soon as we start prayers, she is up the stairs, you know, going, and (laughs) we joke that she doesn't want to be part of the family during prayer time. (laughs) That's funny.
2: Well, I guess being food motivated, (laughs) Jocelyn, did you have
0: any luck getting her to learn how to come and sit? Sometimes, (laughs) you know, the thing is, she's she doesn't obey, but she's a very smart dog which is really funny because she uses that to her advantage so at first we would get a piece of food and you know hold it and be like come here Ellie come here and then pick her up put her outside or something but she eventually figured out that oh well I don't like when they just do it like out of nowhere because that means I have to go outside or go get a bath or something so she's, like, cautious at this point. If you're, like, <laughs> randomly just like, come here, Ellie, come come get this piece of food. She'll be like, what? Like, kind of just look at you and, you uh-huh. know, stand there, creep forward a little bit. Yeah. But she won't come all the way because she's like, no, I don't trust you. You're going to pick me up and make me do something I don't want to yeah. do. That makes me... I, okay, I have to ask you this question. So
2: if Ellie acts that way with you... I wonder if we act that way with God
0: sometimes. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think God might tell us things like, for example, one with me is like at the end of the day, if I've had, you know, a really long day or a lot of school or something, and, you know, I try to read my Bible at night before I go to bed, even if it's just like a chapter or something, just to kind of like end the day like that and have some peace before I go to bed. And, you know, sometimes like, I'll be like, oh, I'm so tired. Like, I do not, you know, want to read right now. But I think God's like, no, like, you need to read. You need to read your Bible. Like, just do it before you go to bed. So,
2: Well, in, in a way, that's God saying to you also, I want to spend time with you because yeah. that's his word, right? Yeah. And so that's a way for him to communicate with you too. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a cool thought. Okay. So now we've heard all about Ellie and Piper. How can people find your
0: book? Or books, I should say. So they're sold here in a couple of stores in Bernie locally. You can find it at Bernie Bookshop, Fetch and Friskers Pet Store, and Cutie Patootie Children's Consignment Clothing. Those are all on Main Street. You can get them there. Or if you don't live here locally, you can also go online to Amazon and search The Book of Ellie by Jocelyn Mitchell or The Book of Piper by Jocelyn Mitchell, and they should come up on there. That's so awesome. Great.
2: Okay, so I have to ask you, do you have any other books in store? Yes, I do have
0: a couple more for the Ellie series planned. So if you're a fan of those, then definitely look out for more. The plan is to kind of have probably four or five in the series and to have them done within a couple years. And then I'll probably move on to novels about other things. Yeah.
2: Okay, let me ask you this, because I forgot to. When you wrote the books and you're writing your future books, do you have a particular
0: audience in mind? So for The Book of Ellie and The Book of Piper, we've gotten really good responses from elementary aged kids. Third and fourth graders respond really well because they're old enough to kind of get the humor, but they're still on a younger reading level. But, you know, it's good for all ages, honestly. Like, you know, I think even the parents reading it aloud to the kids kind of get some of the humor. And even if you have younger kids, they, you know, like the pictures and might get some of the story okay. and, you know, they can grow into it. Okay. So. great. Well, Jocelyn Mitchell and Alicia Mitchell, thank
2: you so much for being with us today on God and Our Dogs. Yes, Yes, thank you for having us. Time goes so fast when we're talking about (laughs) our dogs and God, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, before we bring the show to a close, I'd like to leave with a thought to ponder. Yes, that's P-A-W-N-D-E-R. Today, we heard about a mischievous dog who got into all kinds of trouble. The family committed to training the dog and never gave any thought to banishing her from their presence. The result, a dog growing into the dog it was meant to be. I ponder, do we embrace God's training methods to become the people we are meant to be? Let me know what you think after pondering. Email stories at GodInOurDogs.com. This is Meg Greer, and you've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site or on our YouTube channel. Follow our social media pages. Sign up for insider news on godinourdogs.com. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs God and
1: our dogs dot com
0: I'm Clint Buck
1: and I'm Mary Adair.
0: At Branscombe Law, our clients come first. Our talented and dedicated lawyers and staff take pride in offering solid legal solutions to individuals and their businesses.
1: Our attorneys focus on a variety of legal practice areas, including litigation, real estate, water law, employment, energy, corporate formation, and estate planning.
0: Our team is ready to serve you and your legal needs. Visit us at BranscomLaw.com
1: for more information.
0: over to the Patrick Heath Public Library with Miss Constance for children's story time as the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4 this is Bernie
2: Radio